It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. Also, check out the podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Locked On Panthers. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show, either at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council, to participate in tomorrow's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. It yet again is a crossover Thursday, which is presented by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other players. It's just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money or on any entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy, y'all. We love prize picks, and we know you will too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 of promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So Matt Rule... Is on the hot seat. We all know it. He's not concerning himself with what you're saying and what anyone is saying about him and whether he could should stay here in Carolina. The Carolina Panthers players are hearing the noise, and overwhelmingly, they are still behind their head coach after two weeks, and they are trying to win one for not the Gipper, the ruler? Win one for the ruler on Sunday afternoon as the Saints come to town. It's a division game. The Saints are coming off a loss against Tampa Bay on Sunday. The Panthers win. They're right there on level terms with New Orleans, and we'll see how things play out with Tampa playing against the Green Bay Packers. Tampa loses that game. Panthers can only be one game behind the division lead. I get that you're upset. As Jonathan Stewart told y'all, just to take a deep breath, there's a long way to go. This team has to execute. I do understand it all falls on Matt Rule at the end of the day, and the numbers that I've laid out throughout the week do not suggest that he's going to make it. And of course, they do not suggest that he's done a good job at all. I am hopeful for a turnaround because I don't want to sit here and talk about a bad football team all year. And I would like for this team to go to the playoffs and for y'all to put a damn smile on your face because I cannot take all the negativity. It is exhausting. So we'll break down the matchup. Ross Jackson, he is the host of Locked on Saints and we'll get his perspective on the Saints so far this season, coming off that loss against Tampa. What do you think is the biggest storyline for the Saints is heading the game? I'll also give my biggest storyline for the Panthers. Uh, take one guess what it is. Matt Rule being on the hot seat. We'll also check out some, some of, the, of the matchups, and we'll uh, give out our predictions on who will win this game, and maybe we'll surprise you with our, proje- our predictions. So all that could appear right now on Lockdown Panthers. 
All right, back here for another Locked On NFL crossover Thursday. Julian Council, the host of Locked On Panthers, joined this week by Ross Jackson, our fearless leader over at Locked On NFL <laughs> and also the host of the Locked On Saints podcast. Ross, our first of two meetings this season. How you doing, man? Uh, great, man. I'm really, really ready for this one. I think both of these teams are going to be looking for a little bit of a uh, get right, maybe bounce back, and maybe you know, however it is that you want to look at it, but game here. And uh, I, I think there's going to be some fireworks. I think it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, second year in a row where the Panthers and Saints have met early in the season. Last year was week two. Carolina beat the brakes off of the Saints that were the riddled, ra- ravaged by COVID with the coaching staff and also yep. some key players that were missing defensively and even offensively in that game. And I think it kind of led to a little bit of false hope here in Carolina. What is going on in New Orleans this season as they just come off the first loss of the season and their divisional opener against Tampa Bay as far as the biggest storyline for New Orleans heading into this game on Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you're watching going into this week's matchup is going to be Jameis Winston and his health. He played last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home in New Orleans with four fractured vertebrae. Now, I don't know about you, Julian, but if my Thanks. back is sore, it's hard to get me out of bed in the morning. So to go out there and play football with four fractures in his back, that's there's something kind of, you know, um, you 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 laud him for his toughness there, but is it impacting the game? And there were a couple of moments to where, and look, everyone's going to say that it's not, and I'm inclined to believe that, but if I'm going to point out a couple of moments where the back might have caused an issue, it's overcompensating. Uh, you know, the mechanics and being able to get that torque in terms of twisting and everything and your foot placement, all of that, and trying to overcompensate all of that with, you know, Jameis's ridiculous arm strength, which leads to overthrows, which, you know, a couple of those interceptions or overthrow ball placement, some bad overthrows throughout that weren't necessarily turnovers, things like that. So even in moments where he was making the right decision, the ball placement was off. And I think, you know, when you've got a guy that's got four fractured vertebrae, it's not hard to look at that and say, well, maybe that's got something to do with it. So he was limited at practice all week last week, limited again here on Wednesday. The Saints finally had their first perfect attendance practice of the season on Wednesday. And then we'll see how everything continues to roll out throughout the rest of the week. But I expect him to be on the field. It's just, is the injury going to be an impediment of any kind? Okay, congrats to the Saints for being injury-free. I know back in elementary school, <laughs> anyone had perfect attendance got to have ice cream. So I hope Dennis Allen, nice. the new head coach there for New Orleans. We do snowballs. We do snowballs here in New Orleans. Oh, <laughs> my fault. A little bit of snowballs, maybe some beignets as well from Cafe <laughs> Dumont. Well, here in Carolina, the storyline heading into Sunday has been the same storyline all week. Uh, Matt Rule, how much longer is he going to last here? I know my listeners and a lot of the fans here in Carolina are fed up, ready for Matt Rule to leave after an 0-2 start. Losing a heartbreaker at home a couple weeks ago to the Cleveland Browns against a backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. They had thought they won the game, but a little bit of the poor officiating and Cade York hitting a 58-yard field goal Mm -hmm. undid the Panthers that afternoon. Then last Sunday, it was borderline unwatchable against the Giants at MetLife Stadium, as Brian Dable has them now 2-0. The Panthers' offense has been anemic, and everyone is now pointing to Matt Rule, like they were at the end of yeah. last season when the Panthers lost seven straight games. They've now lost nine straight games, and the numbers aren't good for Matt Rule. I'm sure you've seen him. I told my listeners about him on Sunday. The Panthers are now 1-25 during the Matt Rule era when they give up 17-plus points. When they give up only 16, they're undefeated. It should not <laughs> take – what that, a disparity. <laughs> it, it's insane. It should not take that much to be able to win football games. And we know it's all about the margins. The Panthers have led in 17 of their last 19 games during that period of time. 
They're five and twelve. Matt Rule overall is ten and twenty-five, and that is one of the worst winning percentages for a head coach in the NFL through that many games. So all the signs point to this not being a very long save for Matt Rule, and he might be fired in the next coming weeks. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't necessarily see the benefit of it, but mm-hmm. I also see that a change is likely necessary and to come. Now, Robbie Anderson here in Carolina played for Matt Rule back at Temple, right. spoke to the media on Wednesday, was saying that I don't really see how it's Matt Rule's fault. We have to execute. I'm playing for a coach this, this Sunday, so we'll see just how hard Robbie Anderson plays for his coach as everyone in town and throughout the region is wanting Matt Rule to pack his bags and head back to school. Is there a chance, is there a chance that if the Saints come out and they have this great game, this like get right game, particularly on the over on the offensive side, that like this could be the game that leads to the exit? Or do you feel like they're going to give him a fourth or a fifth game? Have no idea. David Tepper is wow. the ultimate wild card. He's someone who always, the truth. he said at the beginning <laughs> when he, when he fired Ron Rivera with four weeks ago in the season back in 2019, he spoke to the Panthers.com reporter Bill Voth and told him, I am never going to put this organization at a competitive disadvantage. Well, you can Mm -hmm. tell that was already dishonest because he hired Matt Rule, a college coach. And we see how college coaches typically pan out in the NFL. Better men have tried and failed than Matt Rule, who never beat a ranked team in college, never won a conference championship. Like, why is this guy here? And I'm not someone who's really been highly critical of Rule. Because I see that this is a building process. But when you really dive deeper, it's just so just conflating how this is even a thing that happened here in Carolina. So certainly rule could be fired on Monday. If they go zero three, of course, I guess it depends what it looks like, but at this point in time, people are tired of hearing about how close the Panthers are. They just want to see a win. And I think things are probably a little bit better in New Orleans. I mean, you lost for the first time in the regular season, right with against Tampa Bay against Tom Brady, but the saints are probably still in a good position as long as they stay healthy to be a team that could contend for the division again this year. Right. Yeah, it's not a it's not a, um, a a panic button loss by any means. Going you know losing to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's the first time in five matchups in the regular season that they've done so with Tom Brady at the helm. I believe first time in eight all told that they have, or first time in seven all told that they have. So, you know, I don't look at it as a situation to where you're looking at a reset button or or you're having the same type of conversation that you maybe are having in Carolina. It's more so just okay got to get right as quickly as possible uh, and be able to kind of string some wins together because the schedule just gets tougher as the season goes on. And so for the Saints, it kind of comes down to, okay, the offensive production wasn't there week one until the fourth quarter. The offensive production really never got going in week two. They need to be able to establish a rhythm, establish an identity early. But if you're having an injury that's hindering your starting quarterback, that becomes a little bit tough to get going. So that's why you're happy to see like Alvin Kamara, for instance, back at practice uh, this week and stuff like that. So they're in a much better, better sort of conversation, I guess I'll say. You just said get right, right? That's what mm-hmm. I heard through my headphones. Yep. Oh, well, the ultimate get right game seems to be the Carolina Panthers, who the <laughs> New Orleans Saints will face on Sunday afternoon, 1 p.m. at Bank of America Stadium, the Shangri-La of our great city here in Charlotte. All right, Ross, let's talk matchups. Take a quick pause here on Locked on NFL Crossover Thursday. Julian Council, Ross Jackson, Locked on Panthers, Locked on Saints. We'll be back here in just a moment. Feeling like you just can't get in shape? It's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man and can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic. 
and active. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen. It's been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total Tea boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive, and more passion too. Your partner will notice the difference. Nugenics Total Tea is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Now, Get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text NFL to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text NFL to 231-231. That's NFL to 231-231. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, back here on Locked On NFL Crossover Thursday. Our friends over at Prize Pick sponsor this every week, and we thank them so much for their sponsorship. Go support the people that support us. Julian Council, host of Locked On Panthers, and Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints. It is going to be a battle of two NFC South teams as the Panthers and Saints duke it out at Bank America Stadium on week three of the season. Panthers 0-2, Saints 1-1, coming off a loss against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their divisional opener on Sunday or last Sunday. Okay, Ross, let's look at some uh, matchups in this game. Certainly, Jameis Winston being healthy is good. Alvin mm-hmm. Kamara being back at practice is important. Panthers are going to have to try and go up against a running attack that has hurt them in the past. What are some of the matchups that you're looking at as far as New Orleans' perspective that can lead to their victory on Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I'll start off with a sort of a, a Saints offense, uh, Panthers defense look. And, and, and for me, it's Obviously, you want to get Alvin Kamara going, but this new look wide receiver core has drawn a lot of eyes. They've done a lot of interesting things with it. And so, you know, I know that Dante Jackson's sort of availability is kind of wavering. So will it be CJ Henderson or not? But either way, if if we get an opportunity to see JC Horn and Michael Thomas match up with one another, I think that's a really, really nice battle uh, between these two players. And so that's one that I'm really excited about seeing last week. Rookie wide receiver Chris Olave was targeted 13 times. Michael Thomas was targeted nine. I wouldn't be surprised to see that number flipped uh, and see Michael Thomas in the double-digit targets this week. There were a lot of opportunities there to where Jameis Winston might have gone for the bigger play as opposed to the, 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 the right play. And so you know, when you sort of take into account those decisions, you could add a few more targets to Michael Thomas. He's going to get double teamed. He's going to do all that, but he's also still going to get open. He doesn't create a lot of separation. I think he averaged just over two yards of separation per target last week, but one step for Michael Thomas is kind of, you know, Jarvis Landry's one yard of separation, Chris Olave's three yards of separation. Like he's that good. And so 
I love the idea of the, the Saints being able to maybe get him into the folds a little bit more. Jameis Winston maybe getting a little bit more comfortable with him. Uh, and so that's a big matchup that I'm going to be watching is whoever it is that's lining up opposite Michael Thomas. I'm hoping that we get to see as much J.C. Horn there as possible just because I'm a fan of good football. And so mm-hmm. to see those two guys go up against one another is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, to give you an injury update, Dante Jackson, it looks like it's going to probably be a game-time decision. Yeah. He'll continue to be evaluated with that hamstring injury that he suffered, I believe, late in the fourth quarter on Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon against the Giants. So if he is out, J.C. Horn will, of course, still be the number one corner, likely lined up against Michael Thomas. He was excellent last week against the Giants, who yeah. didn't really have a great wide receiver core in the first place. But he was really good last year, too, when he started off the season before that foot injury in week three at Houston on Thursday Night Football. Uh, C.J. Henderson would then get to start in place of Dante Jackson. And then Miles Hartsfield, the third-year player wow. out of Ole Miss, would be – in the slot in the nickel position. And there's also some talk that Keith Taylor, fifth round pick out of Washington. He's someone who would step up and it, it will be an interesting matchup to see the paint. If the Panthers secondary can be completely healthy, especially those top three corners to mm-hmm. see them going against Michael Thomas, Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry, a saints wide receiver core that finally is not just Michael Thomas. <laughs> so Hey, congratulations so nice. to you. And as so someone nice. who again, likes good football as well, like find other receivers to help this man out. I know for me, if we're going to just stick on, you know, Panthers defenses versus Saints offense, mm-hmm. Brian Burns had two sacks last week. Oh, man. I'm, I'm looking at James Hurst, Tar Heel, love the guy, but he's not Teron Armstead. Right. Uh, and he's bounced around the league for a while. He's been able to stay in the league, which is, speaks to his talent. But I'm interested to see what Brian Burns can do. Last week, Phil Snow, the defensive coordinator here in Carolina, dropped Brian Burns back in coverage a lot of times. And that upset a lot of people here, considering. Oh, no, we'll keep doing on, that. On those plays, the Giants had success. And you have the only edge rusher on the team who you rely on. You're driving back in coverage. That doesn't really make a ton of sense to me as someone who I guess is a football idiot compared to Phil Snow, but just a casual (laughs) observer. Like, come on, man. I want to see what Brian Burns can do against the New Orleans Saints uh, tackles, especially James Hurst on Sunday. If he can get after Jameis Winston, which they did a year ago. They had Mm -hmm. guys like Sean Chandler, who's one of the backup safeties that even blitzed. Like Phil Snow confused Jameis all Sunday afternoon long. Now, Eric McCoy is healthy this year. That's certainly going to help them out. You don't have to worry about Cesar Ruiz having to move over and play center. I think that that matchup, just of the edge rush from Brian Burns, is something I'm looking at as the Panthers need to force takeaways. The only team yeah. in the league so far through two weeks without a single defensive takeaway. That has to change if they want to win the game on Sunday afternoon against New Orleans. How about looking at the Saints – offense or like Saints defense versus Panthers offense what kind of matchups are you looking at as far as that goes oh man uh look the the one of the bright shining spots the New Orleans Saints team as a whole has been the linebacker uh sort of pairing of Demario Davis and Pete Werner uh Christian McCaffrey had himself a little field day last year uh going up against Zach Bond had a really nice game against him uh Zach Bond will no lot will not be in that position again here in 2022 oh man but, <laughs> but Demario Davis and Pete Werner uh who have been outstanding so far this season um are and they'll be the guys that will be tasked with trying to I don't think you stop Christian McCaffrey but you can limit Christian McCaffrey. You can compete with Christian McCaffrey. So those are going to be the guys that are going to do it, which is a much better matchup for the Saints than Zach Bond versus Christian McCaffrey was last year. Uh, Pete Werner so far has been the leader in tackles for this New Orleans Saints team, 17 total. Uh, he has the nice, the, the big punch out that he had against the um, Atlanta Falcons until Alameda Zacchaeus as he was covering the wide receiver on a wheel route. 
to the outside. He is somebody that has speed, good sideline to sideline speed, scrapes really well. Uh, you know, very good in run defense. Doesn't have any pressures so far on this season, but he is a good pursuit player when asked to do that. The Saints just haven't really done that this season so far. You know, you're not going to blitz the mobile quarterback and Marcus Mariota. You're going to drop some guys to make sure that you can contain him if he gets outside the pocket. You're never going to blitz Tom Brady. So we'll see if they start to utilize Demario Davis and Pete Werner in those roles a little bit more against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but even if they don't, just the matchup, the physical matchup between those guys and Christian McCaffrey. It's going to be a ton of fun to watch. Yeah, and Chris McCaffrey was involved offensively on Sunday. I think he had 15 carries yeah. over 100 yards, had that 49-yard rush in the second half against the Giants. And that certainly is a point of contention for a lot of fans as well as it's been a debate of how much should Christian McCaffrey touch the ball. Now, what we saw week one against the Browns is not nearly enough. And I would even say what we saw last week is not enough. Yes, you want him to be healthy, but mm-hmm. he's your best offensive skill player. I talked to Jonathan Stewart on Wednesday on the show, and he talked. Great about conversation, what, by the way. That was awesome. That oh, was awesome. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, check it out, guys, by the way, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, wherever you want, get your podcast and on YouTube. Um, either way, like he talked about them having to find an identity on offense. And when I look at matchups, it's really just the Panthers offense as a entire collective versus that Saints defense, which is one of the better defenses in the NFL. And mm-hmm. this is going to be a tough challenge for them like you just look at dj moore versus marshawn Lattimore. you look at icky Aquanu having to go up against marcus davenport and going against uh cameron jordan i guess who usually is going to be on taylor moten's side but taylor moten right now dealing with a knee injury so mm-hmm. how much might he be limited on sunday afternoon against cam jordan who has always been an excellent pass rusher for new orleans and just that secondary as a whole and you bring up the two linebackers in warner and demario davis who certainly is someone who fits the mold of some of the great Panther linebackers that we've had here. And we would love to have someone like him here in Carolina. They have to find identity. And Jonathan Stewart talked about you, the identity needs to be Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. Those guys have not nearly been involved. They have not been involved in the offense nearly enough through the first two weeks, especially DJ Moore going against Marshawn Lattimore, an excellent corner who got the bag last year. Mm-hmm. I need to see this offense start fast, be physical, and then finish strong. They only have 13 points. Through the in the first half, through the first two games, that's just not going to get it done against a team like New Orleans, especially a defense as good as theirs, and an offense that can hurt you now with all those weapons. So offensively, the Panthers need to do something more than what they've done the last two weeks. And I know that's very simplistic, but seriously, like execute because that's been missing. Yeah, sometimes that's what it is, right? Like we're seeing that here in New Orleans right now, right? Like they have the talent, they have the players, but the execution has been a bit of an issue so far over the course of the first uh, two games. And so with that, it, it is sometimes not simplistic, but sometimes it's that simple, right? Like you just kind of have to get it to happen. And so I think that like the Saints and, and Carolina Panthers offenses feel like they're very much in that same maybe zone, maybe that same area or conversation about, you know, just finding that identity getting it going and hopefully for one team or another uh, you know, obviously from our perspective here at locked on saints, hopefully for the saints, they establish that identity early so that they can get a rhythm, which is something they haven't been able to do uh, in the first two games of the season, at That's, least in the first quarter. Yeah. It's an NFC South. showdown down oh, showdown with the Carolina Panthers and New Orleans saints. We will break down who we think will win 
will someone be a homer, Ross Jackson, or will someone not be a homer? Meet Julian Council. We'll be right back <laughs> here in just a moment on Locked On NFL Crossover here on Locked On Panthers and Locked On Saints. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including all of the week three action across the NFL this weekend. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest, and it's simply the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ross, when teams get together like the Saints and Panthers they say throw out the records now it's not throw out the record it's they're very important but certainly Carolina Panther fans would like to ignore the record as their own to heading into this game against New Orleans a team who they split with last year mm-hmm. in the regular season winning week two at home and then losing on the road in week 17 in New Orleans and we'll see how things play out as Carolina desperately needs to win this game players on and off the record on Wednesday were in full support of their head coach Matt Rule who my listeners and the entire fan base at this point in time, at least the ones on social media, definitely are not behind after losing nine straight games and seeing the team come close but not get the W. So what are your thoughts? Heading into this game, Panthers, Saints, who you got as it's a three-point spread as the Saints are the favorites heading into Sunday's matchup against Carolina, according to our friends over at Bet Online. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised uh, that BetOnline uh, gave the Saints the edge in this one. I thought after last week's performance that the Saints would probably travel. I mean, considering this is an away game for them as well. This is a team that has played them tough in the past that they would actually be the underdogs going into this one on the road. But seems that at least BetOnline has some faith in them. I pivoted last week. I had originally picked the New Orleans Saints sort of at schedule release to lose the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the home opener against Tampa. And I I got swept up in the fourth quarter heroics and all the other things from week one. And I said, no, I think they can win this game. During the preseason, when the schedule was released, I picked the Saints to win this game. I'm not going to change my mind this time. (laughs) Oh, okay. So so I guess guess if that makes me a homer, it makes me a homer. But I am going to take the Saints to win this one. Uh, I don't know that they cover, though. Like, you know, if, if if the magic number is 17, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a 17-16 game. Like, I think these two teams will play very tough against one another. So I'll give it a, a tight 17-16 prediction. The Saints win, but the uh, Panthers cover. I just think the Saints need this game, like really, really need this game. I get uncomfortable when I hear things, though, about the Carolina Panthers losing nine straight, the coach kind of being on the hot seat, the no turnovers so far in the season. Those are the types of things I'm sure you have a similar experience when you hear opposing teams talk about stuff like that. It's like, okay, yeah. well, it would be against this team. It would be against this team that those things happen. But I'm not going to welcome that in. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my preseason prediction, my my schedule release prediction, and say that the Saints walk away with a tight win in this game. I think it's gonna be a competitive one though. When you talk about those numbers, trying to buck the trend, week one against the Browns, the Browns hadn't won a season opener yeah. since 04. They got it done. <laughs> they hadn't won a season opener on the road since, I believe, 95. Gosh. And they got it done Jeez. against the Carolina Panthers. And the only reason, as we do this, like I, I'm not, <laughs> not going to give a score because I, I really don't know. I'll give you my uh, who I think will win this yeah. game. But like the, the thing about why I didn't pick the Browns was just the history. Like the Browns, one thing I know about the Cleveland Browns is they lose season openers. And I especially mm-hmm. don't want them on the road, even though I felt in my heart that the Panthers were not going to be able to stop the run against one of the best offensive lines in football, Nick Chubb, who they mm-hmm. could not tackle, had 18 missed tackles, which goes back to the lax execution cool. that you've seen from this team the last couple of weeks. And then last week, I had a gentleman tweet at me being like, you're, you're telling us not to panic, but you must be panicking if you're picking the New York Giants. Like, no, I'm just going with my gut. I think the Panthers are a better team than the Giants. I just have no reason to really believe that they'll win that game on Sunday. And a lot of that's the same going into this week. I don't have much reason to believe the Carolina Panthers at home against New Orleans, who's coming off a loss, that they're going to win this game. I don't know what the offense is going to look like. I do think that Christian McCaffrey needs to touch the ball as many times as it takes to win the game. I am not concerned about his health in 2028. He's not even under contract back down then anyway, but I'm not concerned about what, what his right. health, what his status is week 13 of next year. I'm concerned about right now and trying to win games. DJ Moore needs to touch the football seven, eight times. Find a way to get the ball into his hands. If you got to hand it off to him, do that. Find a way to scheme him open. That's what Ben McAdoo, the Panthers OC, needs to be able to do. So I don't have much reason to believe the Panthers are going to win this game. But for whatever reason, in my gut, I think they're going to win this game. Like, <laughs> And that's all I can really say to y'all. And I think they're going right. to cover. I think they're going to – well, they win. So, of course, they covered it. They win. I think they're going to win the game. I just feel like with the players behind Matt Rule, they're going to get it done. And it it's not going to quiet all the hate Matt Rule's getting and all sure. the calls to fire him. People are going to want him to get fired anyways. There's Panther fans out there. I had some guy tweet at me being like, even if the Panthers won the Super Bowl with Matt Rule, I want him gone. It's absurd. What's the point? The, the, that, that, <laughs> The person who told me that is not healthy. He needs to seek some sort of therapy. Find somebody to give him a hug because that's just like, out of control. Statistically speaking, if you have a coach that has won a Super Bowl before, you have better odds of winning a Super Bowl, right? Like it's easier to repeat as a Super Bowl coach than it is to be a first-time Super Bowl coach just by a sheer number of – like by the sheer numbers. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's just where this or this fan base is right now and I had – a conversation um, with someone last week just about just the state of affairs and the 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 mindset, yeah. the psyche, the fan base, and that that's where we're at. And it, it's a big game for Matt Rule, and I want the guy to be successful. Robbie Anderson came out and he was questioning, you know, the fans, and he did this last year when people were booing Sam Darnold. Yeah. In large part, they were booing Sam Darnold because Cam Newton was back, and Cam Newton is the best quarterback to ever play here, and people right. did not appreciate how things went down back in March of 2020 with Cam and them saying that he could now seek a trade when all the quarterback money during that free agency cycle was already dried up. Of course, things landed. He landed in, in, New, in New, um, New England in July. And things worked out for Cam. And we saw that we see that Cam is not who he used to be. Mm-hmm. But they didn't appreciate how that worked out. And then they didn't want to see Sam Darnold come out there and start over Cam Newton, which was what happened in week 17 right. at New Orleans and week 18 at Tampa. So I understood, you know, and I, I got on Robbie because, hey, man, you've had a terrible season a year ago. And you have done nothing here to sit here and lecture the fans on what a true fan is. 
But part of me actually agrees with him as far as Sunday goes. Like the negative energy, like if you're planning to go to Bank of America Stadium as a Panthers fan on Sunday, just to boo Matt Rule and, and to chant fire rule, <laughs> like, like what is wrong with you? Go. Go, like, sell, why, those, sell those seats to some Saints fans. Right. Why, why spend? Well, don't do that. Don't sell the Saints <laughs> fans. But why spend your money and waste your time with right. that kind of negative energy? Like the team needs you behind them. That's what he's saying. Like, okay, you can be, you're, you can be a fan of the Panthers and boo them. I understand that. But like, why not? On Sunday, when your team's at home, try to at least encourage him to win the game opposed to bringing the negative energy we see on social media out there on Sunday afternoon. So I actually agree with Robbie. Like, I'm not saying they're not fans, right? but that's just kind of crappy if that's how you want to go about it. Again, do you. It's just weird to me that that's what people would want to do. My hope is that Panther fans are going to be loud and ready to go because that is a game that they need to win as far as getting back on track. Matt Rule trying to restore any sort of confidence if that's even possible at this point in time. But really, Carolina, you know, just getting a win because they have not won yeah. at home since I think it was September 19th of a, a year ago that, or 20th against New Orleans. Like, that's how long it's been since they won a home game. They have not won a game period since November, I think, 14th when Cam was there in Arizona. It's been a long time. Yeah. Why would you not want to give everything you have? be full-throated, and yell and scream for the Carolina Panthers to keep pounding and to beat the Saints. Like, come on. Or sell those seats to some Saints fans. No, do that's not do saying. that. That's that. That's that. You know, make yourself some money. The make Roaring Riot money. has a ticket exchange. <laughs> sell them to Carolina Panther fans. But also, do whatever you got to do. It's your money. I, you know, <laughs> any, any final thoughts from you, though, Ross, heading into this game on Sunday? Uh, DJ Moore is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. Not enough people respect him. The New Orleans Saints absolutely do, though. And so the matchup between him and Marshawn Lattimore, I just wanted to re-highlight that because I think that's going to be a really uh, – <clears throat> uh, it, it could teach you – it could be, it could tell you a lot about how this game is going if DJ Moore has got nine, ten catches uh, in this game. Okay. So that's kind of my, my biggest thing. And watch for the New Orleans Saints offensive line. You talked about the Carolina Panthers defense confusing Jameis Winston last year. Looking to see if – Phil Snow is able to confuse the offensive line where the New Orleans Saints have struggled with some blitz identification issues over the course of the first couple of weeks is going to be a big, big, uh, I guess, key uh, in this one as well because the Saints have given up some second-level pressures to untouched linebackers uh, in, in both of these uh, last two games. And there's a pretty talented second-level group there in Carolina uh, and pressure package group there in Carolina that I think might look to take advantage of that. All right, Ross is taking the Saints. I'm taking the Panthers. Homer picks all around Saints, <laughs> Panthers, Bank of America Stadium, Uptown Charlotte, 800 South Mint Street. You'll be there. Yep. That'll be great. Maybe I'll uh, catch up with you after the game, after the Panthers win, of course. Game <laughs> Drinks are on me if they win. I got you. Uh, well, hey, <laughs> actually, unfortunately, I am uh, sober until, oh. uh, until October 20th because I am having something at my gym. Uh, oh, nice. so, yeah. Tea and a, coffee on me, then. It's a, it's, a choice, <laughs> it's a choice I made to better myself. But it's really hard to sit here on this couch and watch this team and not drink <laughs> at all. Just going to throw that one out there. But um, Sunday afternoon, 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, also known as God's Time Zone, over, I believe, probably on Fox, since they're both NFC mm -hmm. teams. So check that out. Also, check us out. Locked on Panthers, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Locked on Saints, hosted by Ross Jackson. Wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, subscribe. Don't be a hater. Give us five stars. Come on. Like, come on. What, like, what's the point of giving two stars? That's the weirdest review to give. <laughs> and you can also check us out on YouTube. Thanks again to our sponsor, Prize Picks, for sponsoring yet another Locked On NFL crossover Thursday. And for my Locked On Panthers listeners, again, 
It's weekly Friday mailback time tomorrow. So at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council and Saints fans. You can also follow me on Twitter and just uh, troll me if you want to. <laughs> I- I'll take the followers. I don't really care. But uh, Ross, been fun. Enjoyed it. Best of luck to you guys on Sunday. Back at you, buddy. Appreciate you. Always a pleasure. All right. We'll catch you all later on Friday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.